and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. This is a bonus episode and something a little bit different. Uh, no Age of Worms. Instead, it's a one-off run-through through a new game by our friends of the Hilltop at Red Oaks Creative. All of the details will become clear, uh, I'm sure, as we get into the show. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Billowing Hilltop. You can find us on Facebook and you can email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com. That's it. Let's travel to Red Oaks for a night of adventure in our bonus episode, Bat Out of Hell. Hello and welcome to the Hilltop. Welcome to the Billowing Hilltop. No, this is not the Age of Worms. This is uh, something else. I'm here with Graham. Hello, Graham. Hello, Mike. And I'm also here with two visitors to the Hilltop who've climbed up to our lofty um, department. Stuart and Mike, we're going to do something a little bit different. This is a little bonus episode. Don't worry if you were expecting your weekly dose of the Age of Worms. That is coming along in its usual slot. This is a little bonus thing. Mike and Stuart have developed a game called Halcyon Days Motorcycle Nights which is live on Kickstarter from the 1st to the 22nd of June. But we'll give you all those details as we go. Hello, Stuart. Hello, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello. Hello, Mike. Hello, hello. Hello, Stuart. And hello, Graham. Welcome to the Hilltop. Try and avoid that little bit there in the bucket. That's a little bit more of Paul that fell off during the week. Hmm. Either Mike or Stuart, why don't you talk to our readers, hello, readers, about what we're here to do this evening. I mean, uh, fill your boots. What's going on? Well, we've both been very keen to come back to the Hilltop, first and foremost. We enjoyed our visit a couple of weeks ago. Admittedly, I was a little bit worried about having to climb up again. I left myself a bit more time because I uh, I was struggling by the time I got to the top last time. Uh, but we're back now. Well, the air is very thin. And we thought, rather than talking about our game, Halcyon Days, Motorcycle Nights, we thought we'd come back and we'd transport the hilltop back in time to the 1970s to the town of Red Oaks and uh, and, and play a game and, t- <laughs> and tell a story on the hilltop with you guys. To be fair... I don't know that transporting the members of the Hilltop back to the 1970s is that much of an an effort. (laughs) It's bringing them forward, really, isn't it? It is. Well, I mean, depending, yeah. (laughs) Things are very different in the 70s, Stuart. Oh, yeah. Different roles. As I understand it, the the game we're going to play doesn't require us to have read the rules. I've not seen them at all. And I, I think what we're going to experience is something where everyone co-creates the story. There's no um, right. games master or judge in the traditional way. And, and the whole game starts, if I've understood correctly, from the character creation stage. So we'll start straight into character creation, which is part of the game, and then move into our story, which between us we'll, we will create, uh, embellish as we go. Uh, and hopefully have a good time. Mike, Stuart, is that basically where we're going with this? Yeah, very much so. As Graham said, none of us are currently charged with coming up with the story that we're going to play. At this point, we don't even know... That's lucky, because I haven't got a clue. No, exactly. We don't even know (laughs) what the topic of the story is, or what, you know, if this was a TV show, what the title would be. We're just going to wing it and see where it goes. Sounds good. And we create characters in the sort of sense that I think most people who play role-playing games can understand. We have a character sheet in front of us that we're going to complete. We're going to do that together. Yep, absolutely. We're setting this game in a fictional town, Red Oaks, is that right? Absolutely, yep. Okay. The bit that I think I'd like to understand before we get too far into it is once we've got our characters created and we've built all the little bits that are going to feed into a story... 
tell me about that Halcyon Days motorcycle nights bit. What does that all mean? Okay, so we split the action into two sections. We have a Halcyon Days phase, which is our daytime phase, and then a motorcycle nights phase, which is our nighttime phase. We are going to be using our concepts, our troubles, and our relationships, which we're going to create in a minute. We're going to be using those... Those relate to the characters, right. Yep, Got it. in the yep. daytime phase, and yep. we're going to be creating conditions that we will then take into the nighttime phase and use those conditions to make our life easier or harder, depending on depending on whether we we use it i'm sure that will make yeah i'm sure that will make sense later it, it okay, will do yeah, we're, basically we're going to be creating two conditions for the nighttime phase a right tool for the job which is a positive condition and a uh-huh. spanner in the works which is a negative condition we're going to take you through the the whole process so from character creation all the way through to yep. how we choose our soundtrack and how we then play through the various stages of the game. Stuart and I were having a little bit of a sneaky catch-up beforehand, and I think we're going to suggest that we play the album Bat Out of Hell by the fantabulous Meatloaf. Um, That's got enough songs on it, and uh, that will give us a a fairly meaty game. So if you guys are happy with that, then then we'll go for that. I have a confession to make. (laughs) I've never... I mean, I've heard the song. Yeah, but I've never listened to Bat Out of Hell. So oh, I can't, dear. I'm in no position to judge. But the track titles look very promising. Yeah. I think it was a suggestion of um, the ever diminishing Paul, wasn't it? Or was it you? No, it was, it was Graham. Me. Graham's suggestion. So it's, uh, Excellent. yeah, why not? Let's go with that. And have you done anything yet so far in terms of your character creation? Yes. I thought about it this afternoon. Excellent. Quite how to frame the. I think I've got an idea, a germ of an idea. And if you talk us through how characters get put together, I'll try and express the idea through the system. Yeah. Graham, what about you? I have a sort of idea. We'll see whether it's somehow linked song titles or lyrics, but not from Bat Out of Hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. There are other albums, Rainbow Rising being one of them. The first bit's dead easy. Just come up with a character name. And then... Yeah, got one. Mm-hmm. I've got Stuart, one. Stuart, you got yeah. one? Yeah, sorted. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing you need to think about is your character concept. That is the overarching thing that drives your character. So, for example, Luke Skywalker's character concept would be farm boy itching for adventure and travel, that kind of yeah. thing. C-3PO's would be something like annoying robot that nobody really needs in Star Wars. Have have uh, think <laughs> harsh but fair. Have a think about a concept. So yeah, for this yeah. one, my concept is friend to all, enemy to none. So my character literally loves everybody. My my yeah. my character tonight is going. He's called Spice Guy Eddie because I love a character with a silly pun name. And his concept is dead simple. He's the spiciest guy in Red Oaks. Chili's hot sauce. You name it, he loves it. He's just a a chili fiend. Tell me about Red Oaks. It's anything you want it to be. It is the ultimate blank canvas, kind of nostalgic. 70s and 80s American TV program town. Anything that you can think of that you want to be there is there. Red X is the town in which our game is set. Absolutely, yeah. And it's it's a complete and utter blank canvas. So we've got some baggage from our previous games because we... We fleshed out the town in our heads, but you decide that there needs to be a bowling alley in Red Oaks. There's a bowling alley in Red Oaks. You decide that it needs to be on the coast because there's an offshore oil rig. Then it's on the coast and there's an offshore oil rig. It's a blank canvas town where we can paint paint our wonderful story pictures. 
Got it. Graham, have you got a thought about characters? I don't know if I can express mine in quite the sort of pithy way that you've done yeah. yours. But perhaps if we've got more general ideas, you can kind of coach us through how we express that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the characters have specific aspects or facets, right, that we're trying to complete. Mm-hmm. There's a structure to the way the characters are put together. Yep. You have your concept, you have your trouble, and then your relationships. And they can all be as, okay, they well. can all be as, as, as kind of broad and ambiguous or as focused and detailed as you want them to be. I, I think I'm, I'm going to try for Eustace Hotstepper Moriarty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good name. Who's a, um, yeah, a, he teaches dance in senior citizens' retirement homes and community housing. He's yep. trying to stay one step ahead of his past. I so like he's, it. So yep. he's, a, yep. he's a geriatric dance teacher with a hidden past. Yes. So that's that's his, that's his concept. That's absolutely perfect. He teaches dance to old people and he, he's got a hidden past. Okay. I don't know that I've done as well as everybody else. Okay, I've got... My character is called Saga Johansson. <laughs> And she, okay. she is a journalist forced to return to Red Oaks from her hotshot job at the New York Times in order to look after her ailing father. So she's had to take a job at the local rag, the Red Oaks Bell and Clapper. Nice. So what? that's what I've got. We're not telling a story tonight. We're writing a, a cheap Christmas film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So is that my concept? That is... Is that absolutely? Yeah, is that that's your concept, sharp yeah. enough? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Cool. All right. Well, then. Uh, oh, tonight's beer, by the way, uh, in celebration of what we're doing this evening, uh, is Budweiser. Oh. Bottles ah. of Budweiser from a cooler. Oh. Which is not something I would normally go for, but since we're in Red Oaks, I thought, you know, here we I've go. I've not been anywhere near as uh, thoughtful. I've gone for a Gloucester brewery, but there's a Gloucester in America, isn't there? That'll do. That must be. be. Stuart, what was your character called? My character oh, is nice. called Eddie. Eddie. So, Mike B, your character was called Saga. Saga Johansson. Yep. Graham, your your hot stepper. Yep. And Mike Hibb, what was your character's name again? I am Huggy Bunkle. <laughs> <laughs> you can just call me Huggy. That's a that's a readership. That's a that's a okay. Yeah, yeah. Easter eggs, how very apt. You won't curry favour with us, <laughs> right? With this with this kind of craven. Well, you don't know how I'm gonna yeah. play him yet. Well, I can guess. <laughs> So the next thing we need is some troubles. We need something yes. that, that is a problem or could potentially cause a problem to make our character's life more difficult. So my character, Eddie, quite simply, he owes some money to some, some baddies. He bet on himself in a chili eating competition. He didn't realise the competition was rigged. He's ended up owing money to some bad guys because they rigged the competition <laughs> uh, and, and the bad guys are after him for some money. Not the Scotch Bonnet gang. <laughs> it, it is now. It's the Scotch Bonnet gang. <laughs> We're going to okay. use these troubles as the game progresses to make life harder for ourselves. These are the three. I'm looking at the character sheet now that you so very kindly furnished us with. We have a name. I've got a concept, which is what we've just been covering. Yep. We've got a trouble. And then later on, I'm going to have to fill in something called relationships, right? Yep. But we'll get to that in a bit. Yep. Whose trouble is next? Why don't we go to Graham? Because Graham's probably already got his trouble worked out based on his concept. Yeah. So my my trouble, obviously, is... Uh, what's up his trouble? <laughs> He's trying to stay ahead of his past. He's done time because Ooh. here comes the hot stepper murderer. <laughs> <laughs> On the nose. Fucking <laughs> hell. Okay. And so, obviously, that's a problem for getting work in, like, yeah. the care sector because you've got to be vetted and all of that business. Yeah. 
Uh, shall I do Saga Johansson? Yep. Yep. What I'm thinking is that she has got into conflict with the management of the Red Oaks, Bell and Clapper, because they want stories about fates, dogs' birthdays, gender reveal parties, you know, whatever. And she thinks there's something funny going on in the other building on the commercial park just outside town, the building next door to where the newspaper is. And her boss has told her that she's not allowed to sniff around. (laughs) Excellent. I think that's going to drive our story quite a lot, isn't it, that bit? That was my big hesitancy, actually, which is why I didn't know that I'd really knock this together properly, because I'm a bit very nervous with that idea about it driving the story too much that's precisely mm. the problem yeah but we Would can it be you... better for our story can we can we think of something else that absolutely might make perfect. more sense no it's fine you sure yeah absolutely okay, because we cool. can we can have that you can be the thing that drives us the thing that stops us running away when it gets a little bit too tough and the thing that keeps us going back for more cool mine is huggy will always over promise and under deliver <laughs> That wasn't what I was thinking. What I like about this already is that we've got a mixture of the specific and the general. So what we need to do now then is to give each other a relationship. And we do that in the form of song lyrics. What we're going to do is each of us is going to give each one of the others. So I will give all three of you a song lyric. And that is a relationship that will be used at some point through the game by yourselves to, uh, to to make things harder for yourself or to make things easier for yourself you're going to use that as part of the story doesn't mean that it defines our yep. relationship so for example mike if i gave you a song lyric you could then use that with somebody else or with an npc right. with some form of relationship interaction i might need to see this in practice that's absolutely to fine to properly grok so, this and are cool. you the only one giving song lyrics or are we supposed to give each other we're song all lyrics? going to give each other song lyrics oh cry if you can't think of anything you can we don't we don't all need to have three each and similarly something three. might crop up later on and you might decide to throw something in there and you can dip into these relationships as much or as little as you want throughout the course of the game it might be that sometimes your relationships might completely define what Mm -hmm. you do and sometimes you might just touch on one of the lyrics at one point this is interesting because we're talking a lot about the concepts involved in the character creation but i can see that if we weren't having these discussions about the mechanics and the way that it works this would be a super quick process absolutely and 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 Really, all we're doing is we're coming up with three, four, five statements that we can use at a later point in the game as an aspect uh, that we're going to invoke to give ourselves an advantage or a disadvantage. That's all it is, really. Got it. I have three song lyrics uh, that I'm going to give to each of you. Mike... I'm ready. Where do I put this, by the way, on my character sheet? In, Just under relationships. In relationships, or, or yes. Yeah, got it. So for, was it Sago Johansson? I will give yeah. you Keep Your Motor Running Head Out on the Highway. Obviously, Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf. Yes. Okay. Graham for Eustace. You can have There's a Man Who Plays the Game of Life So Well which is Paul McCartney. And Stuart, yep. I know a poor man, a rich man. I know I can talk with a king. And you'll be unsurprised to hear that that's Do You Close Your Eyes by the greatest rock band known to man. Is it Marillion? A rainbow. 
Rainbow. Oh. Rainbow. It's the other one. The other, the other greatest rock band. Yeah, yeah, there's only two of them. Okay, so somebody else want to? Oh. I think Graham, you said yeah, you I had don't something. I have three, didn't you? but I have two. I'll come up with a third one in That's a minute. That's fine. Okay, I don't know who to give these to, but I shall give them to. Um, give them to the guests. Guests, guests first. First. Okay. Uh, so, Mike, I will give you. Okay. Uh, I'm tired of screwing up. Tired of going down. Tired of myself. Tired of this town. Which is Tom Petty. Oh, good one. That's very okay. good. I can uh, I can see that one will be an interesting <laughs> one to get in. And the next one I'd come up with, I'm not quite sure how anyone would use this, but anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> the, the first line of the return from of the thin white duke throwing darts in lovers' eyes. Nice. Oh, I was wondering about station to station as our um, album actually. Yeah, I didn't. And I need one more, so let me. Uh, I'll have a think and I'll come up with one more. I've got some here. What I decided to do was because I'm so much younger than the rest of you, I decided to go with some kind of more current <laughs> to be annoying. artists. <laughs> but what I actually did was I found a website that was like the most ridiculous lyrics of all time. So I'm going to give to Mike B. This is from the Indonesian rapper Rich Brian. I thought nachos was Italian food. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's... Yeah, that's defines Saga's relationships with people. Misunderstanding the origins of ethnic foods. Yeah, got it. For 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 Mike Hibbert for Huggy Bunkle, I'm going to give you. This is from the the UK grime artist JME. Nobody wants a punch in the face because when you get punched in the face, it hurts. <laughs> that's good advice. Yeah, everyone says that music nowadays is just just noise, but you know this is philosophy. For Graham, <laughs> you've got Usher, the R and B superstar. Yes. Take off your shoes and I'll rub your fat oh, toes. Take off your shoes and I'll rub your fat, fat, toe. fat toes. <laughs> your fat toes. Spelt your big fat P H A T, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I've got right, well I've cheated. You know we talked about using a JJ Cal album as our as our album. We did. Yeah. It's only got three verses, one of the songs. It's called Bringing It Back. Uh, it's about bringing something back from Mexico that you shouldn't be bringing back. Each of you can have a verse. Why don't you, Stuart, pick verse one, two, or three? Dos, senor. Spanish lights and pretty faces trip you out to where the places load you up and let you go. <laughs> wow. Okay. Spanish lights and pretty faces trip you out to where the places load you up and let you go. There's one and three left. Uh, Mike H, as a guest, you can pick. I'm going to go for number one. Saturday past september in the jailhouse i remember i got caught with too much soul i'm gonna have to listen to some jj yes you are well listen to that album it's not a bad start and then graham you get verse three which is across the border is where you get her the wine is good there ain't no better i think i'll get me some to go wow that's rubbish i've completely stuffed you there graham but there we go no these are good we've got some really good relationships because there's a lot that you can read into them so you can take them literally you can pull little bits from them like literally we could you know from from graham's there that could that could just mean that he's he's Mm. he's got a weakness for wine yeah yeah, you know mine the one that you've given me it could be that eddie's a sucker for a spanish girl yes so if there happens to be a Spanish police officer working on the desk at the at the Red Oaks police station, yes. then Eddie's going to be no good because he's going to be a gibbering mess. Yeah, and I've got, keep your motor running, head out on the highway. That is something that actually plays into something that I thought about for this character, but we'll come to that in a bit because why don't we do that in the, in the game? And I thought nachos was yep. Italian food. I don't know. I'll work something out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, so what we would 
typically do now is we would choose or come up with somehow a a sort of a title for our story we've got some in the back of the book that you can roll a d20 and choose from but i i'm quite liking the idea that we need to go and find out what's going on in the building next to the bell and clapper which as everyone knows is the red oaks local newspaper do i need to give mike a sorry before we do that a lyric oh i i'm short a song lyric Okay, I, I've got one for you then, Mike. Excellent, Since I'm you, ready, I'm ready. Down in the ghetto, I go, where sufferation I once know. Mama and Daddy, we are so poor, we all had to sleep on the floor. A terrible rendition of the uh, Eka Mouse Ganja smuggling. <laughs> <laughs> Did not think we were getting Eka Mouse tonight. That's made, that's made my night, Graham. But that's the thing with uh, HDMK. We tend to aim towards the rock side of things because that's just what we listen to. Mm. But there's music everywhere, isn't there? And there's song titles and lyrics in every song. That's yes, profound, yes, 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 yes absolutely. Mm. No, no, that was, no, that was <laughs> there, profound. There are lyrics in Yeah, there are. Song. There are titles and lyrics in <laughs> There <up>. are, Mike. <laughs> uh, right, so now, so now what we do, what, 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 what do we do? Tell me about this other half of my character sheet, Mike. I've got basically grid of what looked like skills something finally i recognize okay we've got 11 skills and we've got Mm. three main columns the good the fair and the average and then uh mediocre so you're going to choose one skill that your character is good at what we've tried to do is not overload it you're not brilliant at lots and lots of things i understand so you're good at you're good at a thing you're not too bad a couple of things. Your average yeah. at three things, and then the rest you're mediocre at. They would not be in your wheelhouse, I suppose we'd say. Got it. I think I understand. There's a ranking system. I'm not quite sure how all the mechanics are going to work when we get into yeah. it, but I don't have to worry about that now. I just need to basically pick what reflects what right? yes. the character. We all need to do the same. Okay. Okay. So Absolutely. you've got 11 yeah. skills. Very quickly go yeah. through them. Beef, that's a, that's a sort of... How much beef you can eat. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. a, it's the fighty, how big butch you are. Mm-hmm. Bottle, uh, your courage. Ooh, talking of which... Oh, time for another. Time for another. From my uh, six-pack of ice-cold American beer. In Red Oaks, there are two brands of Mm -hmm. beer. There's Bebop Deluxe, and that brewery also do Bebop Standard. Uh, But then we have Chudweiser as well. Oh, well, Chudweiser's on drinking tonight. So you're on the the Chudweiser's tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Chudweiser number two. It's actually not so... It's quite nice. Uh, Full tank. Now, that is your ability to just keep going, whether that's your not quite tired like everybody else you've taken a bit of a a bit of a fight mm-hmm. and you're down on the floor but you can get back up for one more whether you've mm-hmm. got 20 dollars tucked under your seat you know it's that ability to to pull something out of the hat hidden resources, hidden resources. staying power yeah i've got mm-hmm. i've written next to these so far fight guts and staying power yep, yep. no shit sherlock that's your smarts intelligence yeah. Needle uh, is your ability to wind other people up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'll just put Johnny next to that one. All right, <laughs> I was thinking it. I didn't <laughs> want to say it. <laughs> yeah. Easy rider. Obviously. Yeah. We all ride motorcycles, except those that don't. Bullshit. It's the gift of the gab. So easy rider is literally how good you are at riding motorbikes. Yeah. Pretty much. Got it. Yeah. As you will find out, though, these are wide open and flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. are the fu- the fuzziest edges, edged skills that you will ever come across. Gotcha. The next one is bullshit. It's your gift yeah. of the gab. Mm-hmm. Can you talk the hind legs off a donkey? Yeah. The shadow. 
that's uh, I suppose if you're D D related, that would stealth. Stealth, Mister Fix. So that's your ability to jury rig, fix things, MacGyver things. Misspent, MacGyver, misspent perfect. youth. Whether you've been in and out of uh, juvenile detention as a youngster. Well, that's Eustace, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, maybe you've got some friends from last time you're in juvie. Maybe you're <laughs> juvie. Oh, no. Juvie. What is this, Judge Dredd? <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching American sitcom type stuff. What, what kind of... Okay. Or, or it's your... I don't know. Maybe all of your friends were doing really cool things, but you were spending all your time hitting the books. I know you said the skills were fuzzy, but yeah. you can literally say, back in the day, I did this. <laughs> exactly. At the right moment. Exactly. Yeah. Back, in the de- back in the day, I, I invented a spaceship, and that's <laughs> yes. how we're going to save the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buddy, that is your network. Things, People that you can tap into. Yeah. So I've gone... Got it. Good as buddy. Fair as bullshit and misspent youth. I've gone average with bottle, needle, and easy rider. And I ride one of them fancy European racer bikes. Eddie's got good for bottle because he's a competitive chili eater. So obviously he's got some bottle. He's got full tank and misspent youth are both fair because he can dig down within himself and he's spent his youth, whatever it is that competitive chili eaters do. For average, I've gone for beef because I, I wanted him to be slightly tough. Easy rider because it's a he's going to have a motorbike and buddy because he's a reasonably nice guy and everything else is mediocre. So I'm going to. I think that Eustace absolutely needs to have some shadow. Oh yeah, because he's light because he's light on his yep. feet. He's I a have, dancer. I have he shadow can, he can, as fair. Yeah, I think so. I have keep going as fair. I think full yep. tank. Yeah, yeah, full tank. Sorry, I'm reading from my. <laughs> <laughs> my notes as to what they were i think his good is going to be bullshit he needs to be able to talk Perfect. to keep ahead of the game and yep. then his average yep. will be beef you have to have a bit of beef i think to have survived um yeah uh misspent youth and yeah. let's have easy rider as well okay yeah um i'm gonna go with for saga no shit sherlock is her good skill basically she is sharp sharp as a tack yep fair skills i've given a needle because she's just got that way of kind of getting under people's skin in order to get them to tell them stuff that they'd rather not be telling her mm-hmm. yeah and along with that the companion skill for what she's good at is bullshit obviously yeah for average i've given her bottle because she's got a bit about her i've given mm-hmm. her easy rider because her dad mr johansson we need a name for Niels Johansson. <laughs> yeah. He's got a great big bike. She's been riding it ever since she's been big enough to use it. And I was going to go with Buddy as my average skill. And that's because she's got one pal on the paper that she thinks she can turn to if times get tough or in a fix. And that is the photographer. Yep. And then everything else is uh, mediocre. Brilliant. Okay. We've chosen Bat Out of Hell. I've written down the the songs off the album, so I can tick them across them as we come across them. I hate that rhymes. It's no, it's the, only, no, the only same. by using the same word twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not rhyming, well, no, Mike. No. Cross. That's like saying your that's like saying your name rhymes with Mike's name. Cross and across. It's close. It's close. It's close. Yeah. 
Okay. So it's worth having those sort of in your mind somewhere. Oh, the Bat Out of Hell track listing. Yep. Yep. We are going to have to use the subtitles from Paradise by the Dashboard Light, which gives us nine song titles in total to play for. Yeah. And the only other thing that we would normally do at this point would be to choose uh, a title for our story. But I'm quite keen to just go and see where it takes us and find out Mm. what's going on in the unit next to the bell and clapper. Okay, let's do that. The first thing that we typically do is set the scene a little bit. We essentially need to bring our characters together. The game is played out in in day and nighttime sections. We'll play through a halcyon day, we'll we'll talk through, we'll come up with some ideas, we'll start to shape our story, we will set up some conditions, which we will then take into the evening phase. So the first step is really to just start brainstorming what on earth is happening. Talk about conditions and what they mean. It's dead straightforward. So in the daytime, it's just completely freeform. But in the nighttime, there are things that you have to do. You have to complete or use the conditions that you've been challenged with during the daytime. So each of us will take a positive and a negative condition. We call them the right tool for the job and a spanner in the works. And you take those into the evening. So, for example, something might happen in the daytime and I might say to you, oh, Mike, that could potentially, that could play out in the evening. So it might be that you get a tip-off that there's a guy who hangs around outside the back of the bar. He's got a friend who knows someone who knows someone who works security on the building next to the bell and clapper. Should we take that? Can we use that? Yeah, well, we've started telling the story, right? So yeah. Eddie, Eddie's trying to get some money together. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Try to get money together to pay off these bad guys. Yeah. And one of the things I've tried to do is I've tried to pick up some work, working as just a casual security guard, night watchman. And I've been unlucky so far, but I have been talking to the guy who is the night watchman at the building on the other side of the building we're interested in, next door but one to the bell and clapper. Yes. And he reckons he has seen he reckons he's seen some certain people going in and out. And he won't talk to me because he doesn't know who I am. He's only willing to talk to someone who can take this to the top. Let's get straight into it. Let's give let's give you, Saga, the right tool for the job and your positive condition is inside man. I love it. Do we have a name for this inside man, or do we just or do we just know where he hangs out? We just know where he hangs out. He won't he won't even tell me his name. But you've now got your right tool for the job, a positive condition of inside man we like to give the conditions like pithy little titles just because we find it funny yeah but it also helps i'm scribbling all this stuff down and it keeps it all together that's what eddie's currently doing he's about town trying to get all the some money now i'm gonna say that eddie at some point during the day happens upon hot steppers retirement Retirement home. home and again looking for work and I would suggest that maybe Hot Stepper sees a guy who's down on his luck and is perhaps willing to give me a leg up, maybe give me the time of day, whereas other people aren't. He would be in and out of his um, retirement home, you know, running errands for the little old people. Yeah. Because that's part of his shtick, you know. He's he's very popular. Okay, so he bumps into Spicy Eddie. Spicy Eddie, Eddie looking for work. Is so a- there must be work. There's always work at these old people's homes. Okay, yeah. so got a connection there yeah how does that translate into a condition either good or bad i think that this could be a negative condition for eddie that maybe i can only pick up some work at the retirement home during the evening i'm on the night shift so my my spanner in the works is i'm on the night shift which means that 
anything that I need to do during the evening, we've got to come up with a create. It's like getting Murdoch out of the mental institution, institution in the A team. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at work, so anything that we're going to do in the evening that requires Eddie is going to be at a disadvantage because I'm working the night shift. You need to sneak out. Yeah, I got it, got it, got it. So, okay. so I'm going to put, I'm going to write that down on my piece of paper, my spanner for night one. Okay, I've got one. Go on. Saga basically at some point she went into the offices of the Bell and Clapper this morning, and it's there that she's hit this realization that this is just not working. This is not right. Her boss, somebody give me a good name for a really annoying boss. Hank. Hank. <laughs> Hank Spanwangle. <laughs> Hank Spanwangle is the. <laughs> He's the editor. He is the guy. First of all, he's a little bit leery, a little bit over-familiar, a little bit like don't get alone with him in a taxi. He's that kind of guy. She's been asking questions about this building next door. She'd love to know what goes on there because there's basically a big set of doors at the back, cargo doors, a door at the front that has just got frosted glass and all her curiosity is around the fact that there's just so little to be known about this place right she's asked about this and he's been very resistant to her having a bit of a dig this morning it was all a bit much and she didn't go into work instead what she did she got on her dad's bike her dad can't get into the geriatric home where Eustace supplies his trade and she's ridden it out of town just to clear her head and get a bit of space to, to think and as she was parked up at the side of the road a car pulled up a kind of nondescript guy in a slightly uh ketchup-stained tie and a bit of a comb-over, leant out of the window and asked if she knew about somebody called Eustace Moriarty. Because she's been trying to get her dad into the old people's home, she's come across Eustace. So she told the guy that she'd never heard of him. She didn't like the look of this guy in the car. And she resolves to go into town and warn Eustace about this person who's sniffing about. How's that? Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Let's condense that into a... And maybe a spanner in the works. It's a spanner in the works, and it's... We'll call it... Um, anybody got an idea? What kind of car would they drive him? Oh, they were driving a mustard 1976 Buick arse. <laughs> Why don't we just say <laughs> the guy in the Buick or something? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The guy in the Buick is a spanner in the works. Got it. Okay. Would that be for... Graham. That's for Eustace. Are you, are you, so that's Eustace's spanner in the works. Brilliant. But there's also a positive, which is that she knows this. She's got the opportunity to warn him. Well, right. But you've already got... That would be a positive for you, and you've already got your positive. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, yes, yes. How about this, then? Huggy Bunkle. <laughs> Huggy is a jobbing gardener. Yeah. And uh, he is talking to your dad about some begonias that are in the garden and you know how... how beautiful it's all looking and uh you know because he's a he's a friend to uh, to everybody and then oh, yes. you you come back and obviously you know huggy well he's not called huggy for nothing gives you a you know, big bear hug starts yeah starts talking to you with a view to you know just having a cup of tea and you know passing a little bit of time and you tell me about this now obviously i've got a lot more time than you so why don't you go out on your bike and I will take that message to Eustace because I've got nothing else to do this afternoon. So cool. it literally, I guarantee you, there is no way that I will fail to deliver this message. So your <laughs> spanner in the works is the fact that I absolutely yeah. will fail to deliver that message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Um, One of the few things that my old dad still connects with in his brain fog is the garden. You picked exactly the right thing to be talking to him about. Begonias. Perfect. 
you've definitely earned points in my book because being able to connect with my dad is something that I really esteem highly in other people. Fabulous. Well, Huggy, at your service, I will definitely, definitely do that. But what I'm also going to do, because I think it's, I think it's really important, I'm going to go to your place of work yeah and i'm going to talk to that photographer man and i will ask him all about taking photos of begonias because i want to do want to make something nice for your dad because you know just to, to cheer him up but i'm going to use my trouble again uh over promise and under deliver in that i'm as a right tool for myself in that I'm going to go to the wrong building, okay? So I'm going to go accidentally to the next door building, which you have some suspicions about, um, mm. and I'm going to, when I get there, I'm going to... Yeah, got it. like it. I'm yes. going to have a chat with them, be completely stupid, but let's see if I can make a friend. So my right tool is right next door. Right next door. Got it. I'm going to go to the photographer, and his name is Flash Bailey, obviously. <laughs> it's a great name. I had something much worse written down. <laughs> Flash Bailey Flash is Bailey. great. Okay, so you go with every intention of finding my office and Flash Bailey, but you go to the wrong building. I'm going to go to the wrong building. I'm going to, I'm going to do that later, though. Um, so I just need a spanner in the works. How's everybody else looking? Mike B is completely sorted for the evening he's got a positive and a negative myself and graham have both got negatives no but positives. no positives as it currently stands so i'm still there at the home and because i'm a i'm a i'm a nice guy you know i've i've been talking to to some of the old dears and what have you i've got there's a couple of the old dears there that are the parents of the wrongans who i owe money to right and i'm in with the parents so my positive is i'm in in with the parents yes my, my right tool for the job I'm actually going to call it Your Mum Loves Me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, my my thought has just been kind of gazumped, so I had a similar idea. Ah, uh, but maybe we should play around with these oh, ideas. absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see, I had thought that, you know, Eustace is a, is a charming gentleman. I mean, albeit he's about six foot seven and, and skeletally thin, but he has... He has the power of um, of kind words. Maybe maybe the old folks, you know, see death in him. Oh god! <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> he has been talking to the judge, a retired judge, and doing favors for her. And one of the favors was he's doing banking. Yes. So I was going to I was going to apply <laughs> as a spanner to someone. He gets confused though, but he hasn't heard this this shocking news yet, which is a shame because that would have been a great um, a great avenue to to get confused. So I think possibly he's actually seen the conversation with the guy in the Buick, the Lincoln lawyer. And this is this kind of thing sets his The Lincoln lawyer is a much better name for the guy in the Buick. That's great. So this this has kind of panicked him. So what he's I guess his tool is He's holding a lot of cash. It's not his cash, yeah, uh, but yep. he's holding a lot of cash. Well, he's on his way to the bank to do a favour for the retired judge. Yeah, and he sees the Lincoln lawyer. Yep, and he's kind of and it spooks him. It spooks him, and he misses the bank. So he's he's ended up with a, a lot of cash. Could also be a spanner. Yeah. Well, no, that'd be his right tool. For, right tool for the job. He's got yeah, a lot holding, of cash. folding. Oh, oh, yeah, holding, folding, holding, 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 holding. I like it. Do I need to give someone a spanner? Uh, Mike, Mike H. H does not have a spanner as it I stands. I do not have a spanner. Your spanner in the works could be something to do with. Um, I have a I have a spanner idea. Okay. Uh, we, is it an adjustable it, spanner? It's idea? an adjustable spanner. 
how about this? Eustace doesn't use his own name, yeah? Yeah. Because he travels around. Although he is Eustace the hot stepper, he's currently <laughs> in the old people's home. They think he's <laughs> Huggy Bunkle. That's a name he picked up from a guy he met in a bar. Oh. And that's the name oh. he's using, Huggy Bunkle. Different level. Yeah. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So mistaken identity could be your spanner then, yeah. Mike. Something that might set something up for later is when the real Huggy Bunkle, right, yeah. gets collared by the guys at the wrong building. Yeah. They, he runs off. Well, worry, let's worry about it later, Ooh. but that's something that might happen in our story. He would yeah. run off, and all they would know was his name. They would head into town looking for the wrong person. Yes, because when I introduce myself as Huggy Bunkle, mm. they'll assume that, because they'll have heard things about Huggy Bunkle, they'll have assumed that he's got lots of money with him because they'll have heard the story that he's got holding folding. They'll also be slightly disappointed that he's not maybe as tall. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Graham, you're going under the pseudonym at the moment of Huggy Bunkle. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to take mistaken identity Identity. as my spanner. So I'm okay now. Have we got anybody else that needs a spanner in the works? Everyone is fully spannered and fully tooled. Okay, so let's get started. We're ready to go from the Halcyon Days daytime phase into the Motorcycle Nights nighttime phase. And we know this because we've got our our right tool for the job and the spanner in the works tokens in front of us. And if we're all in agreement, we'll move into that next phase. And so now, in a similar sort of style, we take it in turns to go around telling how our piece of the story continues. How about I start with with my right next door. Huggy has decided that he's going to go, uh, after he's finished all his uh, other gardening rounds and various bits and bobs, he's going yeah. to go over on his fancy European racer bike. It's actually not that fancy. It is European, but it's not a racer particularly. But obviously, because he's, uh, he's the only one riding a European bike, in Red Oaks, everybody thinks he's a bit of a, a flash uh, fancy Dan. Yeah, he goes over, but now obviously because uh, because Huggy tends to overpromise and underdeliver, he's got himself slightly slightly confused. So he goes to the building next door to the newspaper, and mm-hmm. he walks in to the uh, to the reception desk and says, "I'm I'm here to talk to a man." about a camera it's like a frosted glass door there's a kind of beep boop as you go in and all reception is is this rather kind of bored looking lady sitting behind a desk there's a pot plant there's a portrait of george bush senior on the wall behind her a door clearly leading further in a calendar that's it and this is in the next door building she looks at you like and you are i well my name's uh, Huggy Bunkle, and uh, I'd like to talk to somebody about about cameras. Now, I obviously mean I want to talk to the photographer, mm. uh, <laughs> but I think I think that she thinks that I want to talk to somebody about the um, about the CCTV cameras that are installed outside. Now, obviously, she's a little bit nervous or trepidatious, great word, of me coming in and talking. So she calls the security official and we go outside and start to have a conversation. And it's very, very apparent almost immediately that we're talking completely at cross purposes. But I'm going to attempt a 
buddy check to see whether I can yes. convert him from being just a bog standard security guard to Dave Fingers, Jimmy's elder brother. But Dave's always been very, very straight. So I've got my four plus minus dice here and I shall give those a roll. Now what I'm going to do is I'm looking for positive rolls. Every dice has got two, as you can see, two positives, two negatives, yeah. and two These are fate dice, right? These are yeah. fate dice, yeah. Fudge dice. Okay. Now <laughs> I've got a good in buddy, which means mm -hmm. I'm gonna add plus two to my score. So whatever I score, I'm gonna add an additional two positives. Got it. I'm also going to use my right next door right tool for the job. Okay, so I'm in the right place. I've managed to use my ability to be in the wrong place, but to my advantage, to give myself an additional plus two. So I'm at plus four at this point. Got it. If so, I would suggest that whilst it is fairly certain that you're going to be successful on this dice roll, a failure should be catastrophic because there's a picture of George H. W. Bush up in this reception area, isn't there? There is. The year is 1976, and in 1976, George Bush Senior was the head of the CIA. Was he? Yes, he was, Ooh. wasn't he? I can't pretend that I had that stitched up in my head. I think you've stumbled into something. I think we've all stumbled into something and we're way over our yeah. heads. Except for maybe Saga, who's possibly going to get a story that's going to make her career out. Brilliant. Excellent. I've had to literally get the actual dice box out. Here it is. Oh, oh the epic this dice is box. The famed dice box. This oh. is the hilltop dice box. Oh. oh, good Lord. That's a lot of dice. It's got a song that goes with it. Yep. Everything good has a song. Everything dice box. It's the dice box. It's, it's a, a very, 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 very nice, nice dice box. box. So I just need four d six. Four d six will be yeah. fine. Right. I have got four dice here. I give them a bit of a shake. And on my fudge dice, fake dice, I have two positives, two negatives, and two blanks. The way that the conversation goes, it's almost like me and this fella, uh, Huggy. We're we're riffing off each other. You know, we're talking about the XT74 camera because Huggy's pretty good at the uh, <laughs> at the, the sort of the technology of the day. The XT74, oh, the famous. it's absolutely yeah, oh, yeah. And, and as Huggy says, you know, it's absolutely. This guy goes fantastic, and I'm like, oh, it's it's remarkable, isn't it? It really is. It's such a great. He, and he, he took the words right and out of your mouth. He says camera, and <laughs> and I'm gonna now, I'm gonna shake my dice and that is remarkable Ooh. i've got three negatives and a positive which gives me minus two but with my bonuses that gives me the plus three, three. so i am going to be successful at turning yes. dave fingers into a friend of mine and i'm also going to dink the the song on the album you took the words right out of my mouth and that is part of our success and it's driven the direction of the story a little bit okay can you talk to me a little bit about this concept around hitting and missing on song titles because we talked about how the song titles we pick are going to shape the story but talk about this hit miss business we use song titles and we use music for lots and lots of things in Halcyon Days Motorcycle Nights and as you've alluded to one of these things is they keep us on track for the story and that's why we have a soundtrack 
Now, what we're looking for is the ability to bring in one of those songs into a skill check that we try and do. As you see, I was setting you. up, and, and, and Stuart knew exactly where I was going with it. <laughs> uh, I was setting up the conversation whereby me yeah. and Dave Fingers were finishing off each other's sentences. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I knew that there was a song called You Took the Words Right Out of My Mouth. And how does that help? Yes. Well, how does that help in the sense of what are we... What, why? Yeah. So we're trying to tick off all the song titles, is that... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, we can't move out of tonight's night until we've all attempted a song title. And it doesn't really matter whether we get it or not. I've already got a thing going through my head about how I'm going to try and do a song title tonight, how I'm going to use that song title to steer the story. Mm. So I'm looking for, mm. when the point comes that we're talking about a story element, an event... Yeah. Right, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. I think so. Ultimately, we're one-eighth of the way to winning the game yeah. now. Now I'm looking at the song titles, trying to see how I can figure them yes. into my... Uh... <laughs> Frantically thinking, yes, I didn't oh. know about that one. Okay, fine. The fun thing is, though, when someone takes the song title that you were planning on using... Right, so you can't... And then you've got to absolutely think on your oh, feet. Oh, I see. Oh, so you can't reuse them. Game. Okay, so we have to get in there first. No. So if I try and do it, and I had failed, we would cross that off... So we cross the song off whatever happens. Whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah. one's gone. To the extent that we have any kind of scoring system, to come out of the end of the game with more hits on the song list than misses would be... That's the goal. Right? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, ideal, That's yeah. Got it. Understood. Okay. Understood, understood. So I've effectively now, I've done my right tool and I've started my story. So we'll put a pin mm. into Huggy at this point and we'll say Ouch. he's... He stood outside this mystery building. He's completely oblivious to the pictures of George Bush, the pot plant. He's absolutely no idea. He thinks he's talking to the photographer at the news place mm -hmm. who's just yeah. showing him around and telling him some exciting things about the XT74 video camera. Right, where are we now with our story? Well, I'm, I'm stuck in the... I, I've started my night shift, my first night shift. But I want to get out because I want to get to see you, Saga. I need to get to you to tell you about the fella in the next door but one building yeah. who can give you the information. So I've got to get out of my night shift and I am praying for the end of my, my time. time. <laughs> Unfortunately, my time is eight hours from now because I'm at the start of my night shift. So what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and... Ooh, I'm going to try and speak to the person who's in charge of the medical needs of the right yeah, yeah, of yeah. the retirement home what they the call, medical needs of the retirement what they call home. those people at school uh, what are they called at school the nurse, nurse. a nurse <laughs> terry wasn't it at school terry right oh terry. the name yes. yeah do you remember terry at school <laughs> no he had the medical training <laughs> <laughs> He did. It was a different time. It's a different time. It's the 70s. There's no, none of these checks. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and speak to Terry, who is the night nurse, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna tell Terry that the pain is getting worse. There's a couple of there's a couple of bits and bobs around the nursing home that need sorting out, and it's specifically around the electrics. The reason that Eddie. Is so into chilies is that it's the only thing that makes him feel alive 
because when he, when he was 12, he was working on a home electronics project, home like electrics project, right. and Where's he gave himself going? a shock. It was the most thrilling thing that he's ever experienced, and he's forever chasing that high since, which is why he eats the chilies so much. And he's, he's going to convince Terry, the night nurse, that he needs to get out of the night shift to go to the hardware store to get some fuses. Yeah. And he's going to use some electrical terminology from his misspent youth at playing around with circuits and electrics to try and convince Terry the night nurse to let him off his shift early. Right. Now, if this works, I'm going to try and ding the song title Praying for the End of Time because this is, this is yeah. Eddie wanting the end of his shift to come soon. However... This is going to be hard because I've got my spanner in the works of Night Shift. Yes. Which immediately is going to put me on minus two. Yes. However, my misspent youth is fair, which is plus two, which cancels out my Night yep. Shift. Got it. So I'm I'm rolling flat to get out of the place. Got it. Right, here we Can go. I, well, just a thought. And if this comes off... Uh, as a thought, I, am I able to assist? You could, if you can somehow... Because I have this worry, you see. Eustace is not a particularly bad person, and he knows he's fingered Huggy Bunkle. But, I mean, that's, a, that's just an allegation. <laughs> Who hasn't, yeah. to be fair? Uh, uh, everyone has, yeah. <laughs> so he's kind of... Oh, he, I bet Eustace has got really long... Yes, yeah, he's got long, spidery <laughs> fingers, long, long feet... Oh dear! I mean, as I said, he's, he's that's about, unsettling. It is an unsettling <laughs> image. Struggles to find socks to fit. He does. <laughs> so he he's desperate to try and find out what's up with Huggy Bunkle, and he needs help to do it because he's kind of all revved up to do it, but he's got no place to go. Oh, 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 oh. Right, yeah, I can see where so you're going. He wants with this. help. Sorry, the Huggy Bunkle thing. <laughs> He's been working he, under an assumed name. name. And he now knows there's someone in town looking for Huggy Bunkle. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's yes, concerned. Sorry. He doesn't yep. want Huggy Bunkle. I mean, he wants the assumed name so that people don't follow him. He'll be skipping town shortly, yeah. as is his will, you know, if it gets too hot. But right now he wants to just make sure nothing bad happens to anyone. He doesn't want to carry any more guilt with him. So he thinks uh, yeah. Eddie might be He's knocking around the old people's home. He wants out. He knows this. I've got an idea. He's holding, folding. What's your Mr. Fix-It like? Well, no. Mediocre. <laughs> no. Because I was, <laughs> I was going to suggest that maybe you could somehow assist... Or, or what's your bullshit like? Now, bullshit, I'm a master. Huh. Uh... I think you could try the bullshit check, because you're all revved up with no yep. place to go, on Terry, West. the night nurse. And if your bullshit check is successful not only do we ding off all revved up but we can maybe negate my night shift because yeah, Terry why don't we count every plus yeah. that comes out of that check as a plus for you Stuart how formal is the system if Graham gets like <laughs> there's no system loose. fine yeah it's this as loose as, as huggy bunkles loose as huggy bunkles <laughs> Morals, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think then we're going or to just struggle to ding off two songs. So I think if he does uh, succeed yes. and ding off the song, then that gets rid of my night shift negative condition. That okay. makes sense to me. Yes. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Don't say that, because no we're one. trying to keep this structured, because people are listening. <laughs> me well, and Mike listening. invented the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, a, one, no, one, no one can tell us Just a framework. Do I need to make a roll, then? I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you need to make a roll. Right, yeah. Big so, time. So, Graham, I don't think either of your conditions are going to impact this right 
So I think it's just a flat bullshit roll. Okay, so what do I do? I roll four four dice, and because I only have normal dice, so treat ones or twos as negatives, threes or fours as blanks, fives or six or which is amazingly exactly and what you're I wrote down. Plus two because your bullshit is no, you your bullshit is good, isn't it? My bullshit is masterful. Good plus three. So you're gonna add yeah, so you're gonna be adding plus it. three successes. Okay, so I got four negatives. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cock. That's not gone well. Right. Oh, no, one's so a six. Minus I got one. three negatives. And one positive. Uh, we're three negatives. And one positive. Uh, plus three positives. So all in all, we're one positive. So you just scraped it through. Yeah, just. And we've dinged off all revved up with no place I to go. I think Terry's always mistrusted him, to be honest. However, I'm going to say, rather than taking my spanner in the works off completely, let's half it to a minus yep, one. That seems reasonable. It, yes. Yeah. So Eustace has come in and, and talked about the sparking plug sockets. I'm going to come in and, and spout some nonsense using my misspent youth skill. So this is an example of when I was saying before about the fuzzy edges on the skills. Really what I'm doing is I'm bullshitting. Yeah. However, I'm not because I'm I'm using my knowledge from my misspent youth. Are you changing up a bit there? As, as long in, as you can make it make sense within the story. If I can tell a compelling reason why it makes sense for me to use that. Stuart, skill. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And, 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 right. I know it is, Mike. Right. <laughs> I've got two positives, a neutral and a negative, plus my two yeah. positives. So I'm I'm on a plus three, which is a success with style. God, Not only okay. am I yeah. out of my night shift, I have dinged Praying for the End of Time. We are now three songs dinged on night one. Wow. This is a successful night. This is night. a great night. I am pulling a wheelie as I ride away from the retirement home. Not a euphemism. And everybody, everyone who sees me, thinks that is the, the spiciest guy in Red Oaks, thus cementing my reputation as the spiciest so man in Red Oaks. We have now ticked off. You took the words right out of my mouth. We've taken all revved up. Yeah, and we've taken... Praying for the End of Time, yep. which is correct. the third subtitle of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. That's correct. Now, I'd like to think that Mr. Loaf is probably, when he wrote this song, probably never thought that that's where it would get used, but I think he'd like it. Possibly, yeah. Probably. I just think of him as somebody with big shirt cu- <laughs> big shirt cuffs. A very frilly man. He was an extremely frilly man. Yeah. Okay. Spicy Eddie has just blagged himself out of his night shift at the old people's home. Now where's he heading? He's wheeling straight to the building on the other side. The next door but one where the security guard is. He met the guy at the J- outside the J-Turn bar or whatever in Red Oak? Yeah. Right. And I imagine that now that Eustace is all revved up with somewhere to go, Eustace is probably going to follow me to see what I'm up to. He's enlisted the help of spicy eddie to look for the real uh huggy bunkle because he wants to keep an eye out on the real huggy bunkle so i guess that's what he's doing yeah. he's traveling around town on his not very exciting very low-key bike because everything about him is low-key apart from his enormous size um <laughs> and that's kind of what he's doing he's heading in that general direction it sounds a bit like jack skellington or whatever right <laughs> so I wonder, okay. 10 to 10 in the evening after a couple of beers each, if we can complicate yes. things slightly by saying... Oh, okay. So, yeah. Eustace has taken Huggy Bunkle's name. Now, Huggy Bunkle actually is an international jewel thief. <laughs> okay? <laughs> now, he's he's gone to... Are you allowed to just pull stuff out of your arse yeah, like why not? in the middle? I suppose you are. Come on, yeah. sure. 
That's why I'm not on camera. Well, because he pulled an international jewel thief yeah. out of your ass. So he's an international jewel thief, and he's gone to this building because he has a suspicion that it's a CIA stakeout. And the guy in the Lincoln is looking for Huggy Bunkle. The real Huggy Bunkle. The real Huggy Bunkle. But you've inadvertently set yourself in the crosshairs of Lincoln Man. Ooh, by, lots of by taking his, nodding from By Zoom. taking his name. And I'm going to try and throw you to the wolves. Mm. You're going to try and throw me to the wolves and see what happens. Saga. Has to Saga do something. Saga needs, yeah. needs to try and chip off a song. Yeah. Well, Saga... I'm wondering about whether or not she can resist digging around to find out about the Lincoln lawyer. Now, who is this guy in the car? And I'm thinking maybe she tools through town on this bike of her dad's and then under the sodium orange of a streetlight in the parking lot behind the J-turn bar in the centre of town, she sees that car and she wanders over. It's unattended. I'm thinking it's a bit like um, Saul's car in better call Saul. Yeah. Mm. It's got that sort of slightly down at heel, late 70s, early 80s kind of vibe. And she's thinking, maybe I could just um, find out a little bit more about this person. There's something odd going on. There's a one of those Jesus statuettes on the dashboard. <laughs> Stuart's looking at me in a funny way, but in a positive funny way. <laughs> he's jammed something in under that little statue. He's used it basically as a little kind of paperclip thing. She knows how to flip the window on one of these things you just need a little bit of wire and a little bit of uh, ingenuity what's a no shit sherlock like a no shit sherlock is good you've got to be it's plus three you've got to be good at breaking into things if you're going to be a top-notch detective she can't use her inside man the inside man doesn't relate i think that's something that we're saving up for the next phase of the story i think realistically you could justify using no shit sherlock to break into the car because you're using detective skills Okay, well, let's try that then. So I'm going to be adding three successes, and I'm going to be rolling four fate dice. What's your What's your spanner? My spanner is unreliable messenger. Yeah. Yep. And I've got a six, and I've got another six, and I've got a two oh. and a two. So I've done it. The window's just open to crack because it's a warm evening. Drop the little bit of coat hanger down. I flip the little door lock, little prod, the little thing like a golf tee. I grab it, pop it, and open the door. I slide in over the pleatherette. Uh, front seat and I pull the piece of paper that's jammed in under the paradise by the dashboard light the statue of Jesus on the dashboard of the car and I unfold the piece of paper and what does it say now I think because you got plus three that means this is a good success so I think you get an extra little bit of information that's going to really help us like we're going to find out that this is a note Mm -hmm. written from Huggy Bunkle the real to Huggy the Lincoln Bunkle. lawyer, yeah. the real Huggy Bunkle, yeah. to, to the Lincoln lawyer, yeah. saying that there's someone in town pretending to be him, yeah. using the name Eustace, yes. and you've now found out not only who the Lincoln lawyer is working for, but you've also found out that the real Huggy Bunkle is a wrong one. He's yes. a private investigator that I've put on the case because I want to find out what does everybody know because I've heard that Eustace is using my name in vain. Yeah. Got it. So I want to understand what Eustace knows 
so that when I throw him to the CIA, they find <laughs> some diamonds in the lapel of his collar. Ooh. You wait till he goes down for 20 years. We've never played a game where there's no, a, like a double agent, <laughs> a, a Roman. This is a first. Didn't the real Huggy Bunkle, who I sent to warn Eustace about somebody asking questions, that makes sense now. No wonder he volunteered to go and pass on the news because he can't be trusted, right? Absolutely. So that's... Absolutely. In a moment of sort of exposition, if this was a movie, at this point you would see yeah. Huggy Bunkle flicking the collar of his uh, his leather jacket up, smugly grinning to himself, thinking, ha-ha, I've managed to pull the wool over her eyes. Strong Danny Zuko energy there. Exactly. <laughs> but most importantly, I think what Saga doesn't notice is that there is, in fact, somebody in the back seat of the car under <gasps> a bundle of clothes. Fuck off. Under <laughs> a bundle of clothes. And it is, in fact, the Lincoln lawyer man, who isn't a lawyer. He is, in fact, a private eye. And he just slips into her pocket a very small recording listening device. So oh. now she is an asset for Huggy Bunkle. This is all getting very yeah. lives of others. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, poor old Saga. Poor old Saga. Saga's, Saga's just had been a day and night of accidents. Poor old right? uh, Eustace doesn't know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, poor old Eustace doesn't know what's coming. Poor old Saga is stumbling across these things. All she's doing, right, is bumping into people and taking little moments of opportunity. I think that her resolve is stealing itself to go and have a proper look at this building. Absolutely. I think that's a good idea. I think, I think as as she's going there, Eddie and Eustace, who are, who are currently together after hot-tailing it out of the retirement home, are also making their way, <laughs> after kind of whizzing around town a little bit, to the uh, building. Next door. But the building next door, but one. So they're on the other side. Everybody's they're all converging. Yeah, the arrows yeah. are all pointing in at the same place. Yeah. You have those cutscenes, don't you? Everyone travelling at the same time. The headlamps from the bikes as they drive through the night. I think what happens next is Huggy Bunkle is talking still to Dave Fingers, who is the security guard and new best friend. His which is, which is who's really Huggy Bunkle? <laughs> I'm, I'm really Huggy Bunkle. <laughs> the real Huggy okay, Bunkle. I am the real Huggy Bunkle. Fine. Yep. They further their conversations, and it's quite apparent before long that Huggy hasn't introduced himself properly. At some point in the conversation, Dave says to him, so yeah, I, I don't even know your name, man. You know, there's you and me riffing off each other, and we don't even, you know, you we, we don't even know each other's names. You know, I'm Dave Fingers. And uh, Huggy Bunkle says, well, listen, Dave, I, I've got a little bit of a, a confession to make. I'm here in Red Oaks, almost under false pretenses. I've come from out of town, and I've taken the name of uh, somebody from within town. Can I Can I trust you, Dave? And Dave says, yes, of course you can. Um, what, tell me, tell me, what's, what's your name? And, uh, and Huggy says, well, listen, my real name's not important, but I've taken the name of Huggy Bunkle. Now, there is a real villain called Huggy Bunkle, tall chap. You need to stay away from him. He's a bad, bad man. He's a diamond thief. And 
with that, I'm going to use my spanner in the works. I'm so confused. To see if yeah. I can convince Dave that I am not Buggy Uncle. The real Huggy. Huggy Bunkle. Uncle. I don't even know who I am. Buggy <laughs> Uncle. Are you going to bullshit him? I am him going or? to bullshit, but Frankly, I'm going to... You can say anything right now and I believe you. Yeah. I'm going to bullshit him so I get a plus two, but I have a spanner already of mistaken identity, which will give me minus two. Yep. And I Ooh. got three Ooh. blanks and a minus. So I have failed my check. Do you know what? I think it's better if I leave it to you guys to decide whether Dave Fingers has caught me lying or has a change of heart later. I don't think that Dave Fingers is a particularly good CIA agent. The fact that he allowed himself to kind of get buddied in the first place means that he's kind of, he is a CIA agent, but he's 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 not very good at his job. so I think this is the mediocrity of evil as well. Yeah. Dave is just a guy who looks after a building. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's, of course, from those situations where he's engaged in the elaborate lie. Dave's sitting there and he's thinking to himself and his eye catches that kind of most wanted list of mugshots. You know, the cards. That's <laughs> and, he thinks, yes. and he sees the face he's talking to. Yes. Yeah, like that. <laughs> it's all been a bit going nowhere treading water it's the name yeah he thinks about he's seen the name and he remembers the card he would never have thought about those mugshots if this guy hadn't started talking about people pretending to be other people people up to no good yeah huggy's real trouble has actually caught him out because he always <laughs> yeah. over promises <laughs> under delivers even to himself, mm. honestly, Huggy. He's overdone it. He's overdone it, yeah. He doesn't know who he's talking to. The whole point about this, right, is that he thinks that Dave is the camera guy. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't know that the guy from the mystery building has got a list, has got a thing up on his wall. Right. Because <laughs> he never went in <laughs> properly. <laughs> yeah. So where do we go now? What does Dave do? Maybe he, he doesn't do anything immediately. Yeah. I think Dave's a bit out of his depth at this stage. I think we we'll wait and see what happens with Dave. Maybe Dave just sits there and thinks, let me sleep on it. Oh, oh brilliant. Brilliant. Love it. But that we needs need to, to, do, needs to need be to do a, it needs to be related to a a check. So I think what we do is we give Hunky hun, what's he called again? Huggy, Huggy Bunkle. Bunkle. Huggy Bunkle. I think we give Huggy Bunkle another role. He, he sees that Dave has not bought the story. Yeah. He can't rescue that, right? He's not been believed. No. But can he... Postpone the inevitable. Yes, precisely. What's your bottle like? My bottle is average. I think you've got to bottle this out and you've got to double down so, on it. okay. What Huggy Bunkle says to Dave then is, this fella, he's really tall. He's six <laughs> foot seven and his fingers are long like a pianist's. Like a what? Like a what? And he's like a pianist. Oh, okay. Now, Six foot pianist. And yeah. his feet, I'll tell you what, I don't think you'd even get socks on him. He needs pillowcases for his feet. That's how tall he is. His name's Huggy Bunkle. I've just used his name and... Buys his socks in a Christmas shop. He does. Ab yeah, absolutely. Clown And store. I am going to double down and try and bottle <laughs> it out. So I've got one positive... Ooh. Oh, hello. And I rolled three more positives. That's a success with style. So I reckon I've got Dave back on side. Dave has decided to sleep on it. He's decided uh, he doesn't know about this chat that's been spinning. It's a, this very odd encounter. 
Poor let's old look Dave. At from Dave's po- <laughs> let's look at things from Dave's point of view. Poor old Dave has gone out. Some chap has come to talk about the cameras. He thinks he's talking about the outside cameras. Everything's going fine until this guy starts talking basically lunacy <laughs> about mistaken identity, the long-fingered man. But the big issue here for Dave, as per Graham's idea, is that the face, it's there on the wall. I think he's torn, but I think that what... <sighs> every time I have to look it up, Huggy Bunkle has done, (laughs) is to double down to such an extent that this Dave character is like, uh, I'm going to go back and have a look at this and have a think about it. I think that's as, right? Yeah. Can everybody put that, by the way, more succinctly than I just did? No, I think that's I think that's fine. So we now really? have... I thought that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we now have Huggy Bunkle leaving what we believe is now a CIA um, investigation. And it really is going to play out now as to whether it's me or Graham that go mm-hmm. down for the crime. <gasps> is there a real... Sorry, I'm lost now. Is there a real diamond thief? Huggy Bunkle <laughs> is a real diamond thief. Okay, fine. You know, I need that. I need that. And we've got <laughs> Let Me Sleep On It has been successfully ticked off. Yes. Which is part two of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Let's have a quick recap for our readers, listeners, about where we are in terms of bat out of hell. We have ticked off. You took the words right out of my mouth, which is track two. All revved up and no place to go, which is track four. We've ticked off Paradise by the Dashboard Light, which is track six, but it's got some subtitles. And we've also ticked off Let Me Sleep On It and Praying for the End of Time. Should we talk about the titles we've got left? Why not? Mm. Bat out of hell. I don't know. Somehow somebody's going to have to shoehorn a bat into this story. <laughs> Unless we put a baseball twist on things. We've got Heaven Can Wait, which seems to me to be a gimme at some point. We have Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, which I also think is a bit of a shoe in All we need to do is basically roll dice semi-badly. And then we've got Paradise is the subtitle of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. That's a bit more complicated. And we've got For Crying Out Loud. We're about halfway through our night phase. Have I got this right, chaps? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Don't forget, we don't need to get all of them. It's late in Red Oaks. It is. The bars are closing. Let's say it's one, two in the morning. As the bars are closing, interestingly, Eddie and Eustace come, come riding past and Eddie spots a woman standing by a Buick and he recognises her (laughs) as being that reporter. Very nice. Who's been kicking around town. The one that he needed to speak to. It's a stroke of luck, really. Yes. And he he signals to to Eustace that this is the woman uh, that he's been looking for. And uh, they they pull over. This is the point where Eddie is going to speak to her and say, I was talking to a guy earlier who really needs to speak to you. He works security at the building next door but one to the newspaper. Does he now? And... He's got some theories about the comings and goings at the building in between his building and the newspaper. I'd be very interested. He to wouldn't talk- tell me. I'd be very interested to talk to that guy. Do you think you could? Um, do you know where he is now? I mean, is he working now? Or where is he? He went on shift at two this afternoon, but I think he works twelve hours on, twelve hours off. So if we get there quickly, I have my bike here. If, you- if we can get, I mean, you might That's- have to really rev it. You know, like a go really fast, like a rocket, like a <laughs> like a. Who's going to say bird- it? A bird out of Hades. Bullet from a gun. Yeah, like a bullet from a gun. Like a. <laughs> like a... Let's let's roll a group easy rider check. I love this. All three of us, me, you, and Eustace. Let's roll a group easy rider check. What have we all got for easy rider? I've got a one, an average. I'm average. Yeah, I'm a one. I'm adding one. What's the? How does a group thing work? I think we essentially let's go for two out of three. Ain't... <laughs> <laughs> That's. 
if two of us make it, yeah, yeah. If two of us make keep it, keep a straight face, Stuart. If two of us, two, because this is this is just transparently awful. Yeah. If two of us make it, that is not bad, and yeah. that ticks yeah. off whatever. And if two of us do make it, I think we shoot off to what are we calling? What's the commercial yeah. park called? We've never given it a name. The so, the something district or the something quarter. Painful Life acres. Been a quarter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Painful Acres. <laughs> the, How about, yeah, the Painful Acres Business Park? If we make this group check, two out of three of us do it, we're going to ding off two songs. We're going to ding off yeah. Bat Out of Hell and Two Out of Three <laughs> Ain't Bad. Unfortunately, the Spice Guy Eddie has not held up his... I've rolled a two, a one, a one, and a five. Okay. So I'm on, min- I'm on minus one. Okay, so I'm so you guys one to this, it. right? Oh, hello. Yeah. A five, a five, a three, and a three. So, so I've made three mine. successes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's plus three. And yeah, I've got success. two sixes, a five, and a one. Oh, yeah. So I've done it. So that's... Two out of three ain't bad. Yay. Yeah. We head <laughs> off to Painful Acres, whatever it's called. Yeah. But I didn't like I'm struggling wind. to remember quite why, Stuart. I have to say, <laughs> the whole rationale disappeared into the way that we were shoehorning the song cycles. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea. We're going to see the inside, Mum. We are. We're going to go and see the, the inside man. Where are we going to move our focus to? Uh, I think this needs to be on you now. You need to have a conversation with the inside man and see if you can find out what's going on inside. This is the chap who knows the chap who knows you. Yeah. Doesn't want to speak Possibly to me. Possibly along the way, you might remember that you have your note. Yeah. You discovered the piece of paper that says that the yes. real Huggy Bunkle has employed the Lincoln lawyer who isn't a Lincoln lawyer, who's a private detective who was in the car that you didn't notice, who slipped the bug into your pocket, which you also didn't notice. Oh, we don't know about the bug. We don't know about the bug. The bug is still running. The bug is still running. So the Lincoln lawyer, whoever the is Lincoln on the trail is, of the the real Eustace, he's listening in to everything we do. Huggy Bunkle. We've got to bear that in mind. Obviously not when we're making decisions, because that, Graham, would be metagaming. metagaming. And we don't like metagaming, do we? <laughs> I'm very interested to know what's going on in that building. I'm going to play my inside man advantage. I think you need to I think you need to buddy him to get Have we met this this isn't Dave is this Dave? No, no, different guy. This is Jethro. <laughs> He's Jethro. Jethro we think seed of anything better. <laughs> I can't quite remember what Jethro does, but we're trying to get an in with Dave by using Jethro. I think you're right. I think I have to use Buddy. Yeah. You're going to get plus two, though, because Jethro wants to talk to you. So I've got two from Inside Man. I've got one from my Buddy rating. I'm getting three bonuses. I'm rolling my four fake dice. Here they go. I've got a six. I've got a five. I've got a three. And I've got a one. Awesome. That means I've got... Smashed it. I've aced it. I've completely aced it. What I think that represents is that Jethro's got his own suspicions about what goes on in that building. He's all too keen to help me talk to the guy he knows there and to try and get and help me get something out of it. Does that seem reasonable? Absolutely. Yeah. I think also Jethro tells you that he's seen this other fella talking to Dave and he describes to you Huggy Bunkle, the real Huggy Bunkle. He maybe even overheard something and he's heard that name Huggy Bunkle so you know from the, the letter that you found in the car and from Jethro that Huggy Bunkle has been here and has been talking to Dave as well. Mm. We need to get Dave out into the parking lot for a cigarette, don't we? So that yep. we can have a chat. Yep. I think that's what's happening next. We've got Heaven Can Wait and For Crying Out Loud. 
and where is our story going to go? I think at some point we're going to have to find out what's in this building. I think what happens now is that Huggy goes back to the car to meet up with the Lincoln lawyer, and mm. I am going to review the listening device that is on you, and I now know that you have made me. You've worked out that I'm probably a baddie and yep. uh, that I'm trying to set something up and that Dave is probably now compromised. I have an idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of this activity has drawn the attention of some people who are looking for Spicy Eddie. Not. It's drawn the attention of the Scotch Bonnet Scotch Gang. Bonnet gang. Scotch, Scotch Bonnet Gang. And as... As the Scotch Bonnet Gang approach Eddie, two things happen. They cry out, it's loud. <laughs> oh, God. This crying out. Which loud, is loud, yeah. Yeah. It's very it's very loud. <laughs> this is, draws, this is going to draw the attention <laughs> of Dave to come out for a cigarette and see what's going on in the car park at the side of the CIA building. Now, maybe Dave's got his job because of them. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. When they come out, is Dave and the gang going to be antagonistic to us or can i notice hang on that fella there standing next to the leader of the scotch bonnet gang i know his mum <laughs> his mum's in the retirement home i'm gonna try and buddy the lieutenant of the scotch bonnets yeah yeah to try and get dave and the scotch bonnets completely on our side which means that you guys are unopposed getting into the mystery building and I'm going to use my right tool for the job of your mum loves me mm-hmm. as I try and buddy check. So I'm on a plus one for buddy mm-hmm. and I'm on a plus two because his mum loves me. Oh my, uh, right, maths time. Oh my days. We have a one, a one, a one and a two. It's four negatives. No, sorry, a one, a one, a two and a five, okay. sorry. That's two, that's three, three negatives, negatives and a positive. One positive. Yep. Plus three positives. Three negatives, three negatives four, four positives. positives. You've, you've done it. So I'm, I'm plus I'm plus one, plus which one. means I just I just succeed. Yeah. No additional bonuses. No, I just managed to thank make God for the that. whole Scotch Bonnet gang and Dave are on our side, which means the coast is clear for Eustace and Saga to make their way into the building. Wow. Oh, and I've just chipped, I've just chipped crying out loud. Yep. Yes. Leaving just one song title. And I thought you were going to slip that song title in there for a double header. Eustace, what do you think? Through the cargo doors? Through the, well, the back? I mean, the reception, I guess, is, is going to be empty at this time of night. What do you reckon? Through the cargo doors. Round the back. We go around the back and we peer through the little windows. You know, they have those little windows at about six foot up and i reckon that when uh, dave goes out for a cigarette he doesn't want to do the whole thing with the locking mechanisms and stuff he will have done the equivalent of putting a fire extinguisher in front of the door so it doesn't yes so it doesn't Precisely. close properly <laughs> there's an inch at the bottom exactly that's what I'm thinking. if we roll up these cargo doors so far as we know only dave is um is on nights dave is the only thing between us and whatever's in here should we have a look what do you think eustace definitely i just can't believe that oogie bunkle's just absolutely got away scot-free like he's just riding off in, he's just gonna get away yeah and uh, well let's scumbag i, I feel absolutely <laughs> what do we see when we roll up this cargo door what's in this building i i think we see vast rows of tanks of little old people recognizable from the uh, retirement home fuck off what like the matrix it's like cocoon or something you know yes I these like are the it. real little old people what's happening 
in the retirement home. What? So something's something's what? taken the old people, put them in tanks the in this turn. building, and then something is weird happening in, is happening in the okay, retirement yeah. home. That's mad. Just like what? Like fritzing electricity, like stark lights. And oh yeah, that kind of neon green light glowing through the water and all that kind of think of you know one of those x-files scenes a big warehouse full of tanks of will they be there in the morning and as the camera pans out you just see firstly you see a few and then you see tens Tens and then twenties and fifties and hundreds and then there's literally hundreds of these tanks so what this is canon now right red oaks contains (laughs) geriatric (laughs) battery farm is that what It does in this instance. <laughs> it does in this instance. And what of effing bloody well scary Huggy Bunkle? Well, was meant to be a lovable idiot. Well, as turned out to you, be... as... oh, what about the bug? Well, almost in a sort of uh, an exposition kind of uh, manner, as the uh, as the end credits start to roll, you see. Are you exposing yourself over the end credits? I. You see. <laughs> You see Huggy Bunkle sat in a car with the Lincoln lawyer. Mm. The Lincoln lawyer sparks up a cigarette and he turns out to be some kind of sort of X-Files smoking man. And the two of them listen to what you're saying, Mm. listen to what you've found. And one of them presses a small device and behind you, you hear the doors lock closed. (gasps) And they get out of the car and they walk up to the uh, old people's home. You see the sign for the name of the the retirement home. Who's going to tell me what it was? I don't think we need to. I think we can leave it there. Well, thanks very much for listening in to the Billowing Hilltop play Halcyon Days Motorcycle Nights. We've very much enjoyed ourselves. Thank you to... Mike, you're very welcome. Thank you very much for having Thank us you. on the show. Heaven been... Can Wait was what was on the sign, by the way. If you yes, I think we was. missed in the background. We should have had the whole Paul McCartney crooning, there's a man who plays the game of life so well. Just at that point, that huggy bunk. Uh, 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 <laughs> I thought that was great. Graham, I really enjoyed myself. That I, was, I very much are... did. I'm very happy that I backed this yesterday or the day before, the day of launch. I yes, think I might have been number three. But oh, I thought I was going to get in as number one, but when I looked, I was about the third backer i think fabulous thank you graham you can back halcyon days motorcycle nights on kickstarter it's running from the 1st to the 22nd of june and you can back it at various tiers there's a digital only tier you can get a printed copy and there's an option for retailers go to kickstarter and search for red oaks creative or halcyon days uh days is d-a-z-e motorcycle nights nights with a k chaps thank that you. was a fucking yes, that pleasure was good that, fun. that was an absolute that was really joy. good fun guys thank you so much Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Halcyon Days Motorcycle Nights is copyright Red Oaks Creative and all other material is copyright Billowing Hilltop Productions. Role-playing games are all about bringing people together and we use Roll20 for our game and Discord for our chat. Music is from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under Creative Commons licence. Additional music and sound effects are from Sirenscape. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.